The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie. And to our listeners, welcome. As I get ready for my birthday next week, yes, number 60, I have a special treat for you, our listeners, where I get to meet somebody who instantly became a friend because she is the eyes of DomCon. Sweet Girl Julia is a gender-fluid male-to-female submissive and collared sweet girl of Mistress Damiana Chi. For the past 16 years, Julia has been an active, well-known, and respected member of the Los Angeles kink community. Over the years, she has made a name for herself as a fetish photographer of high-profile professional and lifestyle dominatrices. She has been the official photographer for DomCon Los Angeles since 2015 and DomCon New Orleans since 2016. She is proud to be helping train the next generation of Doms as one of the sub-coaches for Mistress Damiana Chi's Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy. Julia has been happily married to an incredibly supportive and patient wife for the last 26 years. Sweet Girl Julia on what women and other wonderful humans want. They are the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five and it starts now. First time you ever picked up a camera and your reason for doing so? Well, actually, my father-in-law um, was an avid photographer. And, you know, he was, he was kind of always on the cutting edge of whatever the technology was. And he had been on film for years. And so he had bought the top of the line uh, digital camera, uh, top of the line Canon uh, digital camera, which at the time was, you know, huge, huge money. And then he passed away and left the camera to me. Oh, wow. I, 
I had always been interested in photography and I'm a graphic artist. That's, that's what I do for a living. Um, and I've always loved, always loved photography. So I got it and it was, it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to dive into this thing that I'd already been interested in and already had some knowledge of. So I just started taking pictures of the things that you usually take pictures of family vacations and landscapes and um and always liked taking pictures of people that's always the most interesting thing to me and then you know they they say shoot what you love and i was still fairly new in bdsm scene um this was probably about 14, 13 years ago, something like that. And um, and I thought, I want to shoot my Dom friends. I, I had been going to a um, this high protocol femdom play party for a while, and I was part of it. It was an amazing, amazing group. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to take pictures of them. I'm going to offer them that, and uh, talk to the person who was head of it, um, and talk to Mistress Cyan, who I I, I believe you've spoken with, mm -hmm. who is amazing. And she said, "Yeah, let's let's do that." And that was that was one of my first um, fetish photo shoots. First time you realize that Julia is who you are going to be. That's, see, that's an interesting question because I've felt kinky. I've had these leanings since I was really young. Pre-puberty, I, I know you've heard this story again and again. And before I even had a name for what it was. But I also knew that like trying on my mom's clothes uh, turned me on, it, it felt sexy because women are sexy. Like that's the way, that's the way it felt. Um, and then I spent years and years and years uh, in, you know, that, that Catholic sexual shame and, um, before, you know, getting into kink and opening that door. Um, and even in the first two years of my kink journey, Julia wasn't part of it. And um, my, my wife and I had a good friend who was just getting into kink. Her, she had a boyfriend who uh, was into kink and my wife was like, <laughs> my husband is into kink. And uh, we went to an art opening or an art auction. And she had a friend who was a pro dom. So on the way back from the art auction, they said, do you want to come back to our house and do some sissy play? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And 
my wife was like, are you into that? Uh, and I said, kind of, I really hadn't done it, but it was, I think it was probably there, but one of the, uh, one of the many things that I hadn't opened the door to yet, mm-hmm. or I hadn't even let myself acknowledge. And so we went and there were three men and we were all sent back to our friend's uh, bedroom where she had this box full of women's clothes, of sissy clothes. And so we all had to put something on and one by one, the her pro-dom friend called us out and she she brought me out and I was in front of her and she asked me, what's your name? And meaning my, my girl's name. And I thought, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And my wife who we'll talk about, um, who's amazing and incredibly supportive is there on the couch going, I've got some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, the Dom, the mistress said, no, no, no. She has to come up with it herself. Now, I'm not actually sure she said she, but in my memory, that's how it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first time I was called she, um, and she said, well, perhaps you'd think better on your knees. And I'm still new in kink. And I, oh, that just, that was music to my ears. That just made me melt. And I got on my knees and two weeks before uh, we had watched the movie version of the classic um, British, you know, like high British drama, uh, Brideshead Revisited. Mm -hmm. And there's a character in there named Julia who had kind of the, the blunt haircut uh, who was a fascinating character who I had a little crush on. And that was the name that popped into my head. And so, you know, it could have been anything and I could have changed it. But that became my name. It became my name. And I remember going and for the first time ever being introduced at DomCon to this hotel room full of full of people um, introduced by, by Goddess Soma, who I was friends with, um, and her whole BDSM family as, this is Julia. And I didn't even know what I was going to say. And she said, this is Julia. And I was, Julia. And, you know, my, my journey of Julia has, has evolved over the years. But that was, that was the beginning. What an amazing story. First time you met Damiana Chi, and what were your emotions that you had? Oh, well, that was a, that was a great experience. It was, it was a great surprising experience. Um, she has her studio called the Chi Temple in LA and had a group of, group of doms who worked out of the Chi Temple. 
And I knew one of them, uh, Princess Marks, uh, just an amazing, amazing person. Um, and she had uh, suggested me to take their Christmas picture. This was at the end of November of 2018. And, um, and I, uh, I went, I took the group picture, I took individual pictures, and I met Mistress Damiana during that shoot. And we both just kind of went, oh, I I like this person. <laughs> and um, we just kind of hit it off. And uh, that night, I actually went to dinner with her and her, her now slave, uh, Charles. And just kind of kept in touch with her and just felt an affinity for her and started to do her weekend workshops. She'd have once a month, the dominatrix archetype workshops. And just, we ended up getting closer and closer and our, our relationship evolved and uh, the DS evolved into what it is now, but that's, you know, since, since the end of 2018. First time you came home to DomCon and looked around and said, this is my place. Well, I had, I had gone to DomCon a few times, maybe three times prior to 2015. Uh, I'd been there in 2000, probably 2014, 2013. Uh, I don't remember if I had been there before that. But of course, going to a place where everybody's kinky and everybody's like me is so, it, it feels so free because everybody is in the same boat you are. And there's, that's so affirming to me. But uh, I had talked to uh, Mistress Cyan, who I'm incredibly fond of and has been really an important part of my journey. She said to me, this was post my first shoot with, with that group, with that uh, femdom group. And she said, would you like to be the official photographer for DomCon? And I, of course, was like, I've never done anything like that. But she was like, I have complete confidence in you. And I'm thinking, I don't have confidence in me. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. But she had complete confidence in me. And I went in 2015 for the full weekend. And <laughs> I look back on it now and how just incredibly nervous I was and made sure that I got every single person and every single picture, uh, pictures of every single booth that was there and really made myself crazy. Uh, and I still do a bit, but 
having done that now since then, it has become like like a home for me because I go and I'm so visible there because I'm the photographer. I'm at every every major event taking pictures. I'm going up to everybody and saying, do you want your picture taken? You know, doing that, that full up, like, I want to take your picture. Uh, and so everybody, I, I get to know everybody and everybody gets to know me. I know people literally all over the world and and can count them as friends, mm -hmm. as, as real friends. And so now it's, there's one thing that's really amazing about it is to feel, feel a, an integral part of this this big thing. Now, when I go, I know that I am a part of this. I'm not just somebody who's there. I'm not just somebody who's attending. I am a part of this. And I feel like that. And everybody treats me like that. And that is so, it feels so good. Beautiful. First time you realized that all the shame and guilt had gone away. Oh, see, that's such an important, such an important part of my, my story, a part of my journey. And it hasn't gone away. It's there. But it is so much less than than it ever was and it gets it lessens and lessens each each year that goes by see i i, I feel like when we all come into kink maybe not all of us but a lot of us when we come into kink we come in thinking do i belong here Am I weird? Is there something wrong with me? And if you grew up like I did with the whole Catholic view of sex, you know, sex is bad, sex is dirty, save it for the one you love, which is just so messed up. But I had so much shame about anything sexual, let alone these really dark desires that I had. And in my my mid to late 30s i was seeing a therapist and i you know since i was denying it in myself i became obsessed i became obsessed with kink and i identified as a sex addict because i was so driven yet mm. so denying so with this therapist it was obviously a topic of conversation that came up a lot and he said to me one day, you know, this is, this is just part of you. This is just how you're wired. And a light bulb went off in my head. And I thought, wow, that's, that's profound. And it opened the door for me. It didn't, 
get rid of the shame, but it opened that door. And then when I started to go to the places where kinky people were, to events, to, a, to classes. And what I always say was, when I got there, people didn't accept me. They celebrated me. Mm. And they said, oh, you're into this? Go here. Go to this class. Meet these people. Go to this event and go regularly. And people took me by the hand. And they saw me. You know, that's one way to lessen shame is to be seen. That's why I, I always say community is everything. And then to be of service to that community, whether you're a dom or a sub, but you be of service to the community that you're part of. And um, it'll change your life. It changed mine. And over the years, I, I say I was loved out of my shame. And now that's, that's what I want to be for other people. It's like my purpose is to be that for other people. We've only started telling the story of sweet girl, Julia, the eyes of DomCon and someone who educates from the sub side. And when we return on what women and other wonderful humans want more with Julia, when we return. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. 
you should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princessa Natasha Strange, that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy, as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the show. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, joined by sweet girl Julia, who I called the eyes of DomCon because your lens literally captures nearly everything that happens at a DomCon. As this show airs, it will be just as DomCon is getting going for 2023. How huge of an event is this? How overwhelming was it when you walked in for the first time and went, oh, wow. It's, it's, it's immense. It's overwhelming. Anybody who's been to a conference of any sort knows that it's sensory overload. You just walk around and it's, it's noise, it's people, it's, oh, I want to see this, I want to see this, I want to see this. And here it's like, look at that person, look at that person. Oh, my God. Oh, I know that person. I know who that is. And um, in those early days, there was the, that, again, like I was talking about before, do I fit in here? Do I belong here? And because, yeah, there is, there is that sense that everybody there is like me. Eventually. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I'm like, I, I, feel, I feel like the odd person out. Everybody here seems like they know what they're doing. Just in walking around, they mm -hmm. know what they're doing. Uh, and it took a while, probably until I was, that started to go away when I was photographing it. It gave me, it gave me something to do. Mm -hmm. It gave me a conduit to go up to people. It gave me, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my job. And also, it gave me a reason to talk to people. 
And once you start to talk to people mm-hmm. and they, they don't, they react like people. Mm-hmm. And they, again, they see me and I see them. And, um, and again, I become part of something. So yeah, overwhelming, absolutely mm-hmm. overwhelming and uh, exhausting, mm-hmm. absolutely exhausting. People don't, I think a lot of people don't realize how mentally and physically exhausting uh, uh, photography is because there's, <laughs> I'm always thinking, do I have this framed how I want to have it framed? Mm-hmm. Is it the right exposure? Uh, you know, am I getting the right expression? Am I going to get back at the end of DomCon and look at these pictures and they're not going to be sharp? They're not going to be smiling. Their eyes are going to be closed. Everything. And it's a lot of pressure. Plus, you know, I'm shooting DOMs. So I often shoot from down low. I get down on my knees. So I'm getting down on my knees and up and down and up and down and trying to get weird angles and, 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 but one of the main things, one of the emotionally exhausting things is going up to people and being this person. Hey, you want your picture taken? Do you want to, I'm the official photographer for DomCon mm-hmm. and, oh, you look great and smile and all this. And it's, it's not, it's not that it's not real, mm-hmm. but it's like a heightened version of me. And I'll, I'll go back to my room after shooting uh, a, an event at DomCon and be exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I have certain friends there who know, who know that I go through this and they just let me go and stand next to them and they'll put their arm around me and just (laughs) it's okay it's okay Julia (laughs) I remember the exact moment when I felt that I went from spectator to participant when Anastasia Pierce was introducing me to I think it was either Diana Knight or somebody I hadn't interviewed before and said, oh, this is John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. You need to be on their podcast. Wow. Anastasia was introducing me like this, and I was like, did she introduce me as somebody that somebody should know hold on i'm just a guy wait a minute where did this where did this come from i'm guessing that there was a moment for you when suddenly you went from as you talked about attendee to participant where you knew you could never go back there there are several, there are several. And um, one of them is, and I can't point to a a specific one Mm -hmm. because it's happened a number of times Mm -hmm. when people have come up to me and said, 
oh, you're Julia. They know who I am and mm-hmm. I've never met them. Mm-hmm. They know who I am either through DomCon or through the LA fetish scene. But to find out that I'm, I'm a known entity is really mind blowing and hard to, I, I think I've, I think, I think I've come to accept that, that that is the case. Um, hard for me to say out loud though. Mm-hmm. The other is um, in the years that I've been doing DomCon, one of the parts of DomCon is on Saturday afternoon is what's called the mistress picture. Oh, yes. Where a gathering of 200, 200 doms get in front of my camera and uh, and I take their picture. Now, there was another photographer, uh, this incredible photographer named Greg, uh, Greg Gorman, who, even though I'm officially the official photographer mm-hmm. of DomCon, he was a major part of it as well. And he was better at kind of wrangling and kind of getting everybody there and making this picture happen. But at some point, it became mine. This became my responsibility, this picture. And you got you get up on a ladder because you, you shoot it from high up. And I what I do is I get up on the ladder and I yell real loudly, hello, ladies. And I hear this wave back of this of 200 doms saying, hello, Julia. And a smattering of we love you, Julia. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing that that I'm not just. I am a participant. I'm an important, I'm an important participant of this. It, it's an amazing feeling. So I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I remember back in my announcing sports announcing days, being a PA announcer for a very popular soccer team. And let's say let's say the name of their group because I, I I'm uncomfortable actually talking about what the the soccer team was but let's say uh their 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 group name was the ultras that's a very generic name for soccer and I remember going hello ultras and hearing back hello John what <laughs> 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 and it's I started doing this every game and it became this connection that we had. And to have people of this stature because when you're talking about the doms that attend domcon 
you're talking the NBA. You're talking the NFL. You're talking, these are the people that people talk about. Yes, legends. It's very easy to get starstruck, but then when they make you feel like that, your starstruck status goes away. And the best, the best doms that I know, the some of the legends in the scene absolutely make you feel like a person and make you feel like, oh, of course I'm talking to you. You're you're a wonderful person. And the they're the ones who who think they're legends and the ones that just know they are and they don't have anything to prove and they're just they're wonderful human beings have you found like i have that while the outside world looks at a dominatrix and thinks well they must be mean and nasty and just awful to be around that the truth of the matter is most doms are the kindest people you will ever meet that's absolutely been my experience and i'll i'll, I'll tell you my my philosophy on why that is doing um doing domination uh especially professionally is is emotional labor it's you have to really put a lot of yourself out there and into another person it's a huge expenditure of energy and that would be a lot to do for something that you don't care about. You need to care about people. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, in my experience, you're gonna burn out really quickly. If you're doing it for the money, <laughs> you know, some people get in and think it's easy money and oh my God, so not. Doms I know work so hard and their their job does not end in the dungeon it's it's promotion it's bookkeeping it's everything they have to maintain everything and it's it's a lot a lot of work and then the the job itself in the dungeon is is they they have to they have to love it or love certain aspects of it at least uh otherwise they're like i said they're just going to get burned out you and i have a very similar thing that we do for the dom community and that is we see them as they see themselves 
we don't yeah. see them as the latex clad amazing women that they are we can see the person inside the outfit or the person in the sweats and the in the t-shirt or is i love natalia sedici always saying yeah hats and sweats are optional <laughs> <laughs> but and, the facet and she actually mentioned the fact that she could tell when somebody is able to see her when they want to do things for her when she's wearing her sweats as opposed to when she's wearing her latex that that's where the that's where the magic happens when you're willing to do it for the person and not the character yes and the but also i think the fascinating thing is they're both they're both those things they're this goddess divine that's the way i see a mm -hmm. lot of them um uh person worthy of being worshipped mm -hmm. uh but they're also a person who wears sweats and goes to the store and all of that and they're people and the it, it's it's like we like i tell people in the academy it's not learning how to become this dominatrix it's finding that dom in yourself mm -hmm. finding out who that is and then just learning how to express that because it's one person and the thing that we can see we see their hearts such big hearts huge <laughs> I'm literally in awe of all the amazing people that I have met in my journey. A minute portion compared to the people that you have met. Um, I want to change uh, the dialogue here a little bit because your story is so important. And part of the selfish reason I do this show is to understand how people live their lives living in this wonderful world. And you said that you have a wife that has been very supportive when some people could have just as easily said, oh, hell no, I'm not going to deal with this. But you have one of those wonderful people that can see you because they see your heart as well. Tell me how important that's been in Give me some examples of when you realized you were just so lucky or so fortunate. Ah, oh, man, I am so incredibly fortunate and I know that I am. She, um, like I said, uh, she was there when Julia was born um 
And she was there when I came home from my therapist and with this like, oh, well, maybe BDSM is okay. And she came home. This is such an important part of my story. Our, we have two kids. And this was when our first one was just little. And my wife had come home from play date with, with our child. Uh, and she said, you'll never believe uh, the other mom, our friend, wrote a book. And you'll never believe what it's called. It's called How to Be a Dominant Diva. And she <laughs> wrote it with... She wrote it with her best friend, Mistress Georgia Payne, who's this, I didn't know the name at the time, but is a legendary dominatrix. Uh, legendary here in LA, used to be in New York, um, been around the scene forever. And I, I, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but she told me and said I should go buy the book. And I went online and bought the book that night. Um, and then we went to the book signing, which was at the Hustler store in Hollywood. And I met Mistress Georgia the first time. First time knowingly meeting a dominatrix. And my wife was there with me. And my wife talked to talked to Mistress Georgia, and they hit it off. And uh, a number of months later, Mistress Georgia and Julie, the person she wrote the book with, were giving a talk at, I believe it was called Sexpo LA. And they were giving a talk about uh, about BDSM, and uh, of course promoting their book. And Mistress Georgia was up on stage asking for a volunteer because uh, she wanted to demonstrate spanking. And my wife is beside me saying, raise your hand, raise your hand. How many wives would do that? So I went up on stage and funny story, uh, aside from the... Um, <laughs> from the uh, fantastic wife thing, but I get up on stage and Mistress Georgia says to me off mic, this was pre-Julia, important part of the story, pre-Julia. And she says off mic, uh, are you wearing underwear? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, okay, pull down your pants, leave on your underwear uh, and get on uh, all fours. And they pull down my pants and I'm wearing panties. Because it, was... <laughs> it was exciting and it felt good and it felt sexy. And you had to be wearing that under my male clothes. And she thought that was the greatest thing ever. Mistress Georgia thought that was the greatest thing ever. And she spanked me in front of this audience of people. Uh, first time I'd really been spanked. And then she caned me twice. Um, and 
afterward, my wife and I went up and had a long conversation with her. And then for my 40th birthday, my wife took me to see Mistress Georgia uh, for a session. And it was amazing. And my wife uh, participated. Truth be told, she was hoping that I, I'd do that and get it out of my system. <laughs> ah. Truth be told, but she was still supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, and as it turned out, it didn't get it out of my system. <laughs> and she took me for my birthday the next two years after that as well. Mm -hmm. But as I started to get involved in the community and I started going to events, initially I went to events with her. And she really realized that it wasn't her scene. Mm. She's a very dominant woman, but not necessarily kinky. Mm -hmm. um, but again, knew that this was part of me. And also initially she had very, very tight limits on what I could do, obviously. Obviously, because she's letting her husband go out mm -hmm. and play with women. And uh, so very tight limits. But she saw that each time I came home to her and she was still the most important person in my life. So over the years, she she loosened up those limits because she saw that it wasn't it wasn't changing who she and I were with each other and now I can do almost anything that I want to do with you know some obvious exceptions mm -hmm. uh I I can do almost anything and because because of that that trust hasn't always been easy there have been some rocky parts because this this is not to to maintain this type of essentially kind of poly relationship uh is not easy especially for somebody who it's not what she signed up for initially, mm -hmm. but she's always, always been willing to, to work it out. And for that, I am eternally grateful. It is the dream. And I just want to acknowledge how amazing she must be having experienced the exact opposite of it. And just salute you on the way you have been able to 
have this amazing communication to realize that the person that you're coming home to is the most important. And in my writings, in the one that I recently did called Simply Love, I think people will always jump to the conclusion, especially people outside the kink community, that, oh, my God, there's got to be sex going on all the time, and they've got to be intimate relationships and carnal stuff and all that. And the fact is, you share moments that allow you, as I love to call it, to live in the world that exists when the rest of the world goes away. Mm. So well put. So well put because it is, it is this world that we live in, that we play in, that exists tangentially from our vanilla lives. And it's, I was just saying to this to somebody recently. That it's such a privilege to be able to play in this world, to be able to to go in this world and be. I when I get together with kinky people, sometimes I have them over to my house and uh, have my friends over when the kids are not home, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. The conversation can go anywhere. See, that's the thing. There are no limits on the conversation. We could be talking about what amazing weather this is. And, you know, go right on to strap-on play <laughs> or golden showers. And then we're talking about the meal that we're having. Like it, it's, there's no, there's no boundaries. Mm. Like I, there's so much of my life now is my kink life. It's amazing how it grows, how it kind of snakes its way into my vanilla life. Like Julia, even though I live most of my life, as a man, um, Julia's always there. Mm -hmm. There's always a part of Julia that's there. And most of my friends, almost all my friends are kinky people. So it, it's, but when I do get into those vanilla gatherings, uh, and know that the, there are these limits. I can't talk about this part of my life, mm -hmm. this huge part of my life, but I can't mention it because it's going to make people really uncomfortable. <laughs> I always say that when I say that I do a podcast, they go, what's it about? I said, in order for me to tell you about the podcast, you would have to consent to know a part of me that you may not be comfortable knowing about. But if you want to know, I am willing to tell you, but you have to 
give me consent to do that and know that you won't judge me. That is beautiful. I love that. And a lot of my coworkers know exactly what I do for the podcast and they know exactly what I'm doing for my birthday and they think it's great. Go, John. <laughs> Live your life. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, that's... I, almost all the people that I have told who aren't part of it, almost all have been incredibly supportive they don't get it mm -hmm. but they're they're almost all generally good for you good for you but it's funny there's a line that uh telling people that you're kinky is one thing telling people that I'm gender fluid mm -hmm. is another level. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who that's, they're not comfortable with that. And I can tell, I can tell it's, that's a, that's another step. Like one step is telling them, yes, I like to be tied up and beaten and even do this crazy thing um but telling them that i i dress as a woman and use female pronouns and when i'm julia i am oh i am a girl and i say a girl because the julia part of me is 15 <laughs> which it it's really weird for people. <laughs> I don't tell everybody that. Um, and so it, it's one of the reasons why no matter what you're into, I can't, I can't judge it because I know there are people who look at what I'm into and think it, it, they're weirded out by it. Mm -hmm. So who am I to judge what other people do? I just can't. I may not understand it. It may make me uncomfortable. But, you know, that's what you're into. Do it without shame. Mm -hmm. However you can, find a way to do it without shame. Julia, this is a first for me. We've gotten through two segments and we've already gone pretty much the entire show time, which is interesting. I would like to formally extend, and we're not talking months down the road, maybe in June, I would like to have you join me again and we can talk about the world of being a sub-educator, and also talk a little bit about what happened at DomCon 2023 and share stories about this amazing event that you're about to be a part of. 
so I would like to do that if that is okay with you. And I'm sure that our listeners would also like to hear more of the story because this has been one for me that has been not only just captivating for me, but uplifting as well, because you personify what I hope to be. Oh my God. Uh, John, I would be honored. I would be absolutely honored to do this again. And your words just, uh, they lure me and they honor me. And I am, thank you. Thank you so much. And I do have a tendency to talk. <laughs> but I have a lot to say. That's what makes this show so special. So we will not say goodbye. We will say to be continued. To be continued. And we will definitely have to have that part two where I think Mistress Damiana Chi may be joining us for that. That'll come up later this summer. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's a special episode celebrating my 60th birthday by talking to somebody who is indeed a groundbreaker when it comes to education. And for me, somebody who brought something amazing to light. Lee Harrington, the author of Become Your Own Beloved, a guide to delighting in self-connection. Our guest on May 12th, my birthday on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, wherever you get your podcasts. I really appreciate Julia being on the program this week, and I appreciate you for joining us. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think, and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Hi, Don. 
Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the practical contract guide, relationship short shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur of the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came.